are some of the people you've given voice to and how have they been received and how wide has the message sure. been sent? Um, you know, um, I guess with the, uh, the documentary film that I did first for my employer, uh, is about a topic, um, that I think a lot of people, myself included when I started on this, um, were completely unfamiliar with. Uh, I had no idea. And, and so talking about the topic of this first film, um, it was like, whoa, like I had, I had no idea. And then I'm telling other people and they were like, I'd had no idea either. And, and that was really like mm. that, 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 that was, um, validating and, and gratifying, I think, because, um, it's an important issue that kind of like is easy to talk about and makes sense to a lot of folks right away. Um, it usually causes a, a reaction in people like the same way and, and it gets people talking about it. Um, and we've able we've been able to show the film a little bit um, virtually. Uh, it's been it's all happened during the course of the pandemic, um, and so we haven't really been able to hold like a, a physical space for people to meet and see this film. Um, but we are doing another screening mm -hmm. for it. Um, well, we're not someone else's, and and so we're happy to participate with them um, later this month. So um, we will um, we we you know we'll be excited to continue the conversation. Um, yeah yeah oh, and so sure. you know in this film um it's about prison gerrymandering um, which is where it, this is the this is the phenomenon Ooh. known as prison gerrymandering where folks who are in prison are actually um being counted as citizens as residents in the zip codes uh -huh. where they're imprisoned rather than the okay. zip code from where they came from before they were imprisoned and oh. will likely be returning to okay. once they're released um so how how do um, prisons and politicians leverage well, um, to change right. votes. <laughs> so yeah, I mean that's 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 it, right? So yeah, how do they so, like what's so basically? Um, for example, like in Michigan, there's House District 70, um, and House District 70 actually doesn't really have the um, it, it's it sits below the number of required residents in a in, in an area to be considered its own district its own uh, you know voting district mm -hmm. um it has to have i, I think it's like maybe ten thousand people um i might be wrong in that number but th they have they have less than that which is not completely uncommon um you know uh, that happens you find that in different states where you know with maybe the the geography and the way things are um the way they're trying to draw um voting district maps it's like okay you know sure you know you're you're like a thousand shy of like the minimum target for a district to be you know to have a large enough people to be its own district but we'll give it to you um that happens um mm -hmm. in house district 70 in michigan um they sit below that minimum number um uh, but they're only the number that they have um is only as high as it is uh because this county this this district this area sorry um has a lot of prison towns in it and the it, it's in mm -hmm. it's in rural michigan um and it's kind of sort of north of lansing um and it's like you know farm fields and small towns um carson city michigan that that's a city that mm -hmm. um has a population under 1000 people um they're about 900 something uh on average 930 or something um and but yeah, they have a prison, there. Carson City Correctional. And Carson City Correctional can actually hold 2,000, um, I think around 2,500 inmates. So more right. than double right. their population. And and you can start to imagine. And Ooh. then, uh, like, you know, it's even interesting, like House District 69 recently um, acquired <laughs> uh, I, the city of Ionia from House District 70. 
and House of oh? 670 acquired what? St. Louis. What are these weird politics? Yeah, it's like Pokemon oh card gosh. trading, but it's like prison town trading. And they'll be like, hey, like, if you do need this, we'll get this. And like, okay. And, you know, as you know, um, Michigan's uh, uh, state Congress has been Republican controlled for decades. Um, the majority um, of, of leadership in, in Lansing has been Republican. Um, and we have mm-hmm. um, a district like House District 70 that if it wasn't for all of these prisons uh, within the district, it wouldn't, it wouldn't exist. They wouldn't be able to kind of cheat the numbers uh to 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 inflate their artificially inflate their population numbers and again these are these are these are the assumption here is that these people are voters these are voting citizens they 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 you know they are going to participate in your election and they're your constituent and when they need something you go ask them and you know they go tell you and you have a relationship of this is our community these are our needs um, will you help us? And that's what a representative is supposed to do for their district. And, you know, um, yeah. I couldn't get a hold of, of, of the representative <laughs> of House District 70. Um, they're actually the son of, of a former, oh, wow. uh, of the former uh, representative for this district. So it's kind of uh, in the family. So you got some feudalism yeah, a bit, going a on. Bit. Um, Ooh, and yeah. I couldn't get a hold of them. Um, they said they were not interested in interviewing with me for my film. Um, I, I had sent a few sample questions like, um, you know, how often do you visit your constituents in the prisons? Um, they're talking, you know, these, these, you have a lot of constituents who are in prison. And I'm just curious, like, if you go visit them and what, what kind of conversations you've had with the prisoners and what they might tell you that they need um, and how you're able to help them while they're constituents in your district, um, especially considering that they didn't vote for you. <laughs> um, yeah, they, yeah. W- they didn't want to have that conversation. Um, wow. It was too bad. It would have been interesting. But, um, Ouch. Yeah, it would have been. been. It would have been too interesting yeah, for perhaps, that person. Perhaps. Very revealing. Perhaps. Um, it's interesting. So there are some states I'm, that are um, passing legislation uh, to, to stop prison gerrymandering. Well, they will they will count residents as as um, as, you know, voters, you know, or, or you know, uh, you know, eligible uh, or ineligible either way, whether they're in prison, they'll be out of prison at some point. Um, they're going to count people who are in prison as residents. Um, where they came from, where they lived before being incarcerated, not suddenly like, oh, now you're you're a voting body in a district that you were forced to go live in, you know, and remain in um, all the while you can't vote. Um, but your your body is being used as as a, you know, uh, as, as basically political ammo. Um, it's, it's really yeah, and it's sad, especially it's when you brutal. realize that like in Michigan, states like Michigan, mo- most of these folks are, are black men from Wayne County and Detroit and Flint. Um, oh. and, and they're kind of almost being siphoned out of these, you know, um, predominantly black communities and being shipped to rural Michigan where it's mostly white people, um, and, and, you know, mostly poor people too, who would need jobs and are being told pr- this prison is going to bring you jobs. It'll bring you prosperity for your community. And this, that's like so many layers mm, of manipulation. It is, you know, like you're, 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 you're kind of preying on this vulnerability, this need for, for jobs and economic stimulus in these poor rural districts that are struggling to, um, you know, make it as agricultural communities, um, you know, these days uh, because of everything. Right. Um, so it's like, yeah, you know, we're, you're going to hire immigrant labor to help on your farms. Um, you're not going to pay them as well as they should be. And then you're going to bring in, um, um, you know, black men from Detroit and from Flint, and we're going to stuff them in your prisons in your little little town. And and now you've kind of, you look like you're a bigger city. You know, now it's like, if we can count all the prisoners with your population, hey, that's that's all of us. We're all these people, or there's thousands of us, you know. Um, 
when yeah and then they how how would they control like you have a greater population and then the ones who control a district get to make votes on behalf right, of right. They, they, they go to Lansing oh my and gosh, they vote really? on issues that will impact their, you know, what was... Not even the people, right. but the ones who right. own the district. That's insane! And then who votes, who controls Just the district? The, the, right, the Apparently, people who are not in prison. <laughs> um, oh my, this is so You know, what so was really bad. striking to me was I, I went and visited some of these small prison towns and, and filmed with them. I actually filmed with the mayor and city manager of St. Louis, Michigan, um, who said... You know, we really like it the way it's set up. Um, it's beneficial for us. You know, we get a lot of FaceTime mm -hmm. with, with Representative Pat Outman. Um, we, you know, uh, um, we get to, uh, we, we, we kind of get what we need. Um, I, I, I kind of threw him a, a couple, you know, opportunities on camera. You know, like they, you know, the one guy was like, the city manager said, I get what you're, I get your point that if they can't vote, they're not really being represented here. And I, I see how that might not be like actually fair. I get that. And he just kind of looks at you and you're like, okay, like, all right. And then the, and then the mayor is just like, I like it. it. It's fine. Um, so, I mean, you know, I, yeah, yeah. this is great. Um, but what I found pretty revealing okay, being in these towns was like, oh, like one okay. of them, for example, had like this really nice water park. And again, this is like a small town. There aren't a lot of people living here. And it's like this nice water park. They have like a jet thing that's like, I don't even know what it was or why. I mean, it's like to, for kids running around. It's like, it was like this one big stream that would just like Old Faithful, like shoot up water, like every so often. And then there were like these brand mm -hmm. new swing sets and play, a whole play set, like brand new, really nice. I mean, from what I could tell, I'm not a playground guy, but like this, I could just looking at it, I'm like, oh shoot, this is a nice playground. Like this is big and it's nice. And there's like this water here and like this, yeah. you know, grassy hill and there's like, there's no rusty no swings, rest, nice wood chips sets, new. really nice facilities at the park. It was big, a little nice, you know what I mean? And, the, you know, I've been driving around Detroit filming with folks um, who are, like, working with organizations like Michigan Liberation um, and other, like, um, prison reform groups and even prison abolition groups um, who who are really fantastic people who, who are in the film. Um, and, you know, they're, like, you're going to their areas where they live, and it's dilapidated, and, you know, like, there's nothing. There aren't these nice parks with water fountains, like, and there's more people living here. There are more people working and living in these towns, but they have less resources, and they have le and they're losing representation. So it's like a shrinking metropolitan area. Yeah, yeah, it's it's um, right, right. Oh, the representation man. is shrinking while the population, you know, is is, you know, is dense. So. Oh my gosh, I want to tie this a little bit into lucid yeah. dreaming. So, I mean, we have so many layers of deception and things happening underneath the surface that just nobody knows about, like the people in that town that are directly benefiting from criminal behavior. Um, I mean, what they don't, they don't question it. And I think that's something that you do, of course. And it's a, a tenet of lucid dreaming is like questioning the dream. Like, all these things are happening. I'm benefiting. Where is it coming from? We were a small town. Oh, the mayor comes in and whatever, makes a new deal, and now it's all great. But, like, amazingly, there is so much more happening under the surface that you found out, and people already knew about probably, but I don't know how much groundbreaking research you did, but certainly into, like, 
instances of this prison gerrymandering. And I had no idea about this. So many people are unaware of this type of work. It's just, it's mind-blowing. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that was, um, I think I said before, it was really gratifying um, to to do this work because um, it seems like it's like people are receiving it. Um, it's like when you start to explain mm-hmm. it, they, they're listening. Um, it's a message that is... Oh, people really are receiving when yeah, you're talking about this. Yeah, you know what I mean? There's a lot of, you know, topics and stories to tell, um, and, and people are um, certainly offered more more stories to consume than ever before um, everywhere they turn. Um, so when you have a story that someone actually listens to um, and seems to have a reaction to and, like, an actual, like, moment of, like, oh, like, I... Like, I didn't know that. Like, that bothers me. I feel a certain way about this. Like, what can I do about it? Like, Yeah, that's the next question is, like, there is so much information about corruption and things that are happening in the country. But, like, what what can you even do to make a difference as an individual, as a society? I mean, that'd be yeah. one place where a government yeah. would be really useful. For I think that's a, corruption. well, I think the way you set it up, you know, because I'll answer, you know, we can't do anything as an individual, right? Um, I mean, you can, I, you mm-hmm. know, I guess try to see my point, but um, organizing, it's all, it's always, the answer is always organizing to me, um, is, is hmm. community. Um, when you get folks together in a space on the same page about an issue, that's when you have kinetic energy. That's when that's when something is possible. Mm. You have potential there. You can work with that. Um, it's Building difficult. Charge. Uh, it usually you will be, um, there will be attempts to thwart your efforts, <laughs> especially if you're, I believe, doing the good work. Um, you know, good work mm-hmm. is needed because there are, there's bad work at hand, at work. Um, you know, and so. Yeah. Um, already there. It's broken. Things are broken and, we, and they need fixing. And we can't do it alone, and no one can do it on their own. Um, and so, with films like this, it's cool because like you'll have a room full of people, ideally, or you know, a, a setting. A, if it's virtual, we've got a we've got a group of people um, who are receiving the same message together. You know, as a group, um, there's potential there for conversations to start, and people to find resources and organizations that are already working on these things. Um, you know, like the group Michigan Liberation features a lot in this film. Um, and, and I would definitely mm. recommend checking them out. Um, you know, it's, it's yeah, okay, Michigan, Michigan Liberation, Liberation. They're doing some really fantastic work around, um, around incarceration work, uh, trying to, to get people out and trying to reform um, the, way that we, that, the way that we do this. Um, you know, there's also, um, there are other groups that, I, that are featured in the film and that I was able to work with um, that, you know, um, you'll, you'll find and you'll see and that it, it, it's just like, there's a whole web, there's a whole web of, of, of networks and community action that's out there that most people don't know mm-hmm. is right there. And it maybe takes yeah. a movie or a story or something you heard before you ever know that like that park in your neighborhood, every Saturday there's actually like 30 people who arrive there and talk about this, this exact issue. And you didn't know that, you know, and now you can go to, to your mm-hmm. local park, you know, next week and and meet all of these neighbors of yours that you didn't even know um and they're all just as passionate as you are um and and willing to do something about this as you are um yeah i don't know i guess that's kind of it that's the 
that's the end part of the whole oh. thing. You know, you make a whole, you make a whole, you know, you go through all of this labor and effort. Um, but that's, that's where I'm at least hopeful invested in is like seeing that result at the end. Yeah. Oh my gosh. So to make immediate physical change, we organize and steps to organizing. Like if you see a problem, you can rally people by explaining right. it, or maybe you can search for groups that already right. exist around the issue that you see. I guess like if there's one thing that, um, that I, that I think is bad <laughs> and that I've always thought was bad ever since I was young and that I guess it, it continues into my life today is, um, as, um, you know, uh, silence, um, in the face of injustice, right? You know, it's like, you know, you might experience that as a young child when you don't get something <laughs> that you want and you might have found uh, yourself offended by something you interpret as an injustice and, um, remaining silent might not be an option for you or, or, um, or maybe you're struggling to find a way to find your voice and, and you, you're trying to say what you want to say and you can't because, you've been silenced in other ways as a child. I don't know, you know, um, we experience yeah. these differently and uh, in different ways and different times in our life. Um, so someone who talks a lot and someone who's trying to talk less and give the mic to others um, who maybe aren't being heard. Um, I just, I believe that silence is, is, the, um, is the silent killer. Um, we, cannot, we cannot afford to remain yeah. silent anymore about anything, about climate change, about racial injustice, about economic injustice. Um, these things are far too serious and grave at this point. We're at a tipping point, um, you know, and, uh, and. Oh, it just is like post catastrophic. Yeah, well, I feel disaster. like the end of the world is kind of happening right now in slow motion. Um, and that's just a feeling of, you know, things have been, you know, I, I'm aware of, 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 of history. Um, I, I find hope and I think we're, we're, um, we're closer than ever, um, to breaking through. I believe the people um, are gathering, and I think that I have to believe that there is a better world ahead of us that we can that we can um, that we can build. Um, it's just going to take a lot of intention, and um, I, I I hope that that we're getting there. Mm.